0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis for our message is the gospel account given to us of our Savior's birth, especially the visit of the angel to the shepherds and their response. I remember as a child, as Christmas approached in December, mom would start to put presents underneath the tree. Every week there'd be a couple more, and then when you got home from school and you noticed it, you'd race to the tree to see... Who it was for. And especially if it was big, you wanted it for yourself, right? That that was what you hoped for when you got there. And sometimes it wasn't. But it's important to know who the gift is for. Tonight we're here for a very specific reason. We celebrate receiving the greatest Christmas gift ever. The gift of a Savior. And it's a gift that is offered to all. To everyone. And as we hear it unfold in Luke's account, we see that the angel is clear about both of these things. The angel is clear about what the gift is. The gift is the Savior. But also the angel is clear who it is for. That it is for everyone. And so that's what we'll look at. We're going to examine the announcement of, of, of the gift of a Savior and what it means for the shepherds and for us. And the gift and who it is truly for. And so again, when we come to the gift, or to the announcement of the angel, the gift is a Savior. As the angel says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The wording of this announcement makes clear that the one born in Bethlehem, the city of David, is the promised one. The Christ. In the Old Testament, that was the Messiah. The one that God had promised beginning way back in Genesis to Adam and Eve of one who would overcome Satan. A promise that the Lord would repeat throughout the Old Testament, giving more and more details, including that he'd be born in Bethlehem, this place of the, day, of the place of David's birth, as a son of David. And he was going to come and break the curse of sin that began in that garden, and he was going to come and reign and reign eternally, the greatest gift of all. And that's what we celebrate tonight. The birth of Christ is indeed the greatest gift because everything that the Father promised, He did. He came and conquered sin and death by dying and by rising. He fulfilled everything that was promised. The message of the angel was true. But the message of the angel was also that this is good news for all people. But it's natural to question that application. Have you heard things offered for all people? Does it always fit all people? Ever heard of one size fits all? Is there anything that can fit me and Heidi? There There is nothing that could be one size fits all. And so when we hear that it's for all people, it's natural that we might be skeptical. And possibly the shepherds could have been skeptical as well. And when they first see the angel, they're frightened, right? Because they know their unworthiness before the Lord. They know that they are unworthy. They're kind of on the outskirts of society. No one looks up to them. They're not glorified. They aren't royalty. And yet this king is for them. It wouldn't be surprising if they might be just a little skeptical. But the angel makes it clear. Crystal clear. The angel said, This shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe. That, that is a direct invitation. Come and find. This gift is for you. Receive this gift. Rejoice in this gift. He is making it clear. And it doesn't even stop there. He's born in the city of David, which we think royalty. But what else was David? A shepherd. City of Bethlehem. Wouldn't, da- wouldn't these shepherds be welcome there? But the clincher is the sign that the angel gives. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. They are told that the babe is a place they are welcome. This isn't a sign to try to figure out where he's born. This is a sign to let them know you are welcome. They're comfortable where mangers are. They're shepherds after all. They're comfortable around feeding troughs. And they recognize it really was for them. So as soon as the angels leave, what do they do? They make haste their way to the child. And once they find the child, in their excitement they make known everything that has been told to them. It makes clear what the angels have said. And when they leave, they leave glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Their joy is that a Savior has been born. But not just any Savior, their Savior. They understood the Savior was for them. And so tonight, as we celebrate the birth of our Savior, here again, it's for all people. It is for you. Now a night tonight with the candles going and the music going—it's really to recognize. Yeah, it's for us. But there are times where we might begin to wonder, because as we think about this scene, the magnificence of an angel visiting—not an angel, only an angel—but a whole army of angels praising God. It's a glorious, magnificent scene. A glorious, wonderful gift. Are you worthy of that gift? You know, sometimes we might wonder. Because this is so beautiful, so grand, so glorious. And you know, we can be so small. We can be so small in in what we do and how we behave. We can be downright petty, can't we not? We can allow the smallest things to get in the way of our worship and our prayers to the Lord. We can find the smallest excuses to to do what we want to do rather than the will of the Lord. And we can take the smallest slight and let it offend us. And then once it's offended us, we can put our claws into it and grab hold of it and hold on to it like a grudge. We can be so small. How could we ever receive a gift so grand? But the beauty of tonight is that it's not about worthiness. Because none of us are worthy. It's not about us, it's about the gift. It's about the Savior. The gift is for everyone. It's for all of us. The Lord set aside the grandeur and the glory of his divinity to become man. He gave up the majesty of heaven for the humility of a manger. This is what he came to do. He humbled himself to save even the smallest of humanity. He took on the humbleness of the wood of a manger that would point to the humbleness of the wood of a cross. Then that humility would be changed to glory as he rose from the dead. As he conquered death, sin, and the grave, he ascended into heaven to receive that glory once again. And he did all of that for you. For you. And he wants you to know perfectly clear that it is for you. The Lord has come to you tonight to announce to you that your sins have been prayed for. You have been forgiven. In those moments when we wonder and you doubt, does it really fit for you? Remember your baptism. The Lord individually came to you and called you by name and claimed you as his own. You are his The Lord is here tonight to remind you that this gift is yours as He comes to you in His body and blood. He Himself is present to forgive your sins. He comes to you so that you can know you are forgiven, you are loved. The gift is yours so that you can belong to Him now and forever. I mentioned that we would look for those tags on the presents throughout December. Well, Christmas Eve, it was like all those other nights on steroids, right? Because while we were there at the Christmas program, Santa visited our house, and when we came home and we burst through the doors, we saw all these presents underneath the tree, and Tom and I might have pushed each other a little bit back and forth, trying to get there first, to see which of those presents was ours. And I'd pull a present out, and I'd look and see if there was Steve on it, and then I'd see Tom, and then he'd kind of toss it to the side. But I had to be careful. Sometimes it said Tom and Steve. It was a gift to both of us. And then I was a little bit upset they had to share with them. <laughs> but looking back, those were the best gifts. Those gifts that we shared. When we were little, there were these giant tinker toys that we played with hours building stuff and maybe hitting each other, building stuff together. And then we got this wonderful new game set and we watched this dot go back and forth (laughs) as we played Pong, hitting it back. We killed hours doing that. It was the greatest. And I thought about that tonight. The gift is for each of you and it's for all of us. And isn't part of the greatest joy is that we share it? We share it as we sing. We share it as we worship. We share it as we come together. We share it as we pray. That's the joy of the evening that the Lord gives to each of us and we share it together and we rejoice together. Not only tonight, but tomorrow and eternally. This is a gift that is yours and ours forever. What a wonderful, beautiful gift. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding guide our hearts and minds to true faith to life everlasting. Amen.